Welcome to the 20th episode of the Downtime Podcast. My name is Jeremy. 20! That's Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. Hello, hello again. Happy Friday. We're recording on a Friday this week. Yeah, uh, first in a while, I think. Actually, yeah, because we... Yeah. Yeah. Actually, have we even... Have we even ever recorded on a Friday? Um, no. Wait, well, yeah, we did. There were a couple episodes where we recorded on a Friday after hours in the office. Oh, that's what, yeah. Yeah, but like not that's here. That's what you mean. <laughs> you know? Do you want to announce some exciting news that we have? Some new things with the podcast, actually. Yes. Um, we are officially on iTunes. Yay! So if you are a SoundCloud user... Or a Podbean user that happens to have an iPhone or uses iTunes in some manner, you can now download the podcast and enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's on iTunes basically. So please give us a listen, spread the word. We'd love to, we'd love to hear more from you guys. That's crazy. This podcast has grown so much since we started. I know. It'd be cool. And by the way, yeah, this is the twentieth episode. <laughs> I know. Two zero. That's a milestone. Vente. <laughs> uh, we're almost legal to drink. Except we already are. Yes. I mean, the podcast is. <laughs> oh! <laughs> not uh, not okay. us. Not us as people. Yeah. I mean, the podcast. <laughs> That's what you meant. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, everyone who's listening and supporting us. And yeah. we're just going to go up from here and do what we love. And hopefully you fo- you'll follow us in the process. Yeah, please send us questions, comments. We'd love to read them out loud, and we'd love hearing your feedback, and we love hearing questions, and we love answering your questions. Yes, which, by the way, we do have a question at the end of the podcast. But if you're interested in sending something in, go ahead and go to our uh, go to the website triangle-c.blog, and then you can send a question in the contacts can even set and it also has the email posted there or you can go to any of the platforms where we have the podcast and either send a uh, either write a comment or a dm yeah you can go to the in, on the website there's a tab that says downtime podcast and if you click on that there's a link to all of our platforms were there any other announcements besides from that aside from that <laughs> or um no no, not okay. at this moment. Okay. So Ye- we could talk about stuff we're playing right now. Before we get into the dirty deets that is Yakuza Kiwami, do you want to talk about Skyrim, your Skyrim adventures? Okay. There's a few things that I discovered about Skyrim that I didn't really look much into for the PlayStation version, but I will do eventually. For one, I've noticed for the first time, and it's so hard to see because the text is really small on the menu. There is actually a mod section oh. where you can add mods. You know, I heard about mods being available for um, Skyrim on consoles, but I didn't know what it was going to be like, and I didn't hear any other information outside of the fact that you might have to pay for it. See, that's what I'm thinking. I think you have to pay for the mods. I know that in the PC game, of course, you can just download your own or you can like make it through the community. Yeah. I also know that there's mods that you have to buy, and I think that these mods may be Bethesda-owned. Ah, there's the catch. I know. So you can't have, like, Legend of Zelda uh, weapons and fight Master Chief while, like, flying headcrabs or falling from the sky? 
So that's what I'm going to find out eventually this weekend. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to see what kind of mods are available on Skyrim. Because it would be really cool. There's so many things that I see in PC videos that I want to try to do. Um, I heard that there's this mod. And I'm sure many people who play Skyrim would agree. But the spiders are really creepy in this game. Mm -hmm. And... I'm sure they were also creepy in Oblivion or Morrowind. Yes, they were. It was gross. Yeah. Hair- they're hairy. It's like, yeah, they're Ugh. gross. They're hairy. They're like spiky, really odd colors. It freaks me out. And I know that there's a mod that exists where you can turn all the spiders into bears. I haven't played Skyrim, so I don't really have a comment on the spiders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, 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 going back to the mods a little bit, I think... My favorite mod from Skyrim that has come out is like turning all the dragons into Thomas' tank engine. Oh, that's actually really funny. <laughs> there's like in the opening scene when you're about to be beheaded, you, you, there's like a roar that's supposed to happen, but you're like, doot, doot. Like, what was that? And like, is it the theme song? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, doot, doot. And then you're like, what's that noise? And then like, it's nothing. Continue. And then, when, and then they continue, and then you you see like a train fall down, and it's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. This is the so best like, mod ever. <laughs> I got to watch a video for this, but I imagine that does it just like roll around and like like what a train does yeah <laughs> i mean yeah yeah it breathes fire or ice or whatever oh, it yeah breathes fire yeah it's like a train that breathes fire it's just really funny oh that is so awesome because it has the oh, eyes God. moving around yeah you have to look it up it's so funny it's, okay yeah i'll check a- out that video on the topic of dragons dragons were annoying before but i've reached a level now where i can hack at dragons and kill them and I don't know if it necessarily takes away from the game, but dragons, I feel, are a lot easier to take care of than I expected. Like, I'm close to level 20 now. I almost thought that I'd have to be, for example, like a level 30 or 40 to like really, really take down dragons. But especially because I've been grinding on different abilities and whatnot, dragons Mm -hmm. aren't as threatening as I expect them to be, especially for a game like this. I mean, I, yeah. I'm sure after a while, you know, the enemy that you fear eventually becomes something that's easy to take down once you figure out how to take it down. Like, uh, yeah. like Jairus Which, is- to be honest, I, I'm not really doing any, like, any real strategy to take them down, which is, yeah. which is why I'm like, huh. That's, that's how, um, Jairus is telling me about, um, uh, <sighs> Uh, in Breath of the Wild, the Guardians, which are, like, one of the hardest, like, one of the hardest enemies to defeat in the game because they can, like, one-shot you, he just, he he doesn't mind killing them. Like, he, they, he avoids them because they're a nuisance, but he figured out how to destroy them now, so he's just like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take them, like, one-on-one, let's go. Yeah, and I've also exploited the system so I know how to level up all my abilities in such a way. On top of that, in... On top of that, in Skyrim, I'm starting to visit more cities, and I'm realizing how big the map is. I don't know how many goddamn cities are in here, but I see no end to this game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In all honesty, now that I'm expanding, and now that more side quests are leading to more cities, it just... Them, it feels infinite, and I'm sure... I know that it's not in this game, but holy shit. 
Yeah, I mean, Bethesda I mean, games are really good about doing that in general, like making the world feel really vast and open and like like endless almost. Like honestly, all Bethesda games you could play forever and still not continue the main quest. I haven't been doing the main quest for a while. Um, I did finally train with the Dragonborns, but now I have to find a horn mm -hmm. for um, the graybeards that were on that mountain training me. And I don't know what this horn does, but I went... So the mission was I went to the city to get a horn, uh -huh. and this horn would complete like the final task of my training for Dragonborn. But what and shouts, but what happened is I completed the dungeon and the horn was missing. And mm. I got a note on the altar, the final basement of the dungeon, that says, The horn's not here, meet me at this place. Oh. And after I was like, Oh hell no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not meeting you right now. I'm gonna do my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I I was like, really? I just spent an hour in here. I mean, like, you still got stuff. You still got a lot of stuff to do. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of random shit I'm doing. For example, like, I'm solving, like, a marriage. I'm <laughs> Wow. Trying... There's, this, um, there's this woman at a bar in Riften. Or not a bar, but, like, um, she's, like, an apothecary, I think, of some sort. Uh -huh. And she slept with a few of the people in town. And they have, like, some of her, like whatever like necklaces i think and i'm trying to collect all of them back <laughs> i'm doing like a lot of really random ass missions and it's fun very cool i mean like yeah. that, that it's endless almost in that sense where you i don't I mean, obviously the the side missions will end but yeah. but like you'll ha you, you can get a lot of mileage out of them by like you know taking your time oh yeah because i'm taking my time i'm leveling up my abilities a lot not necessarily the level that I'm at with my character, but all the individual um, things that you can focus on. For example, blocking and one-handed swords. Yeah, I saw your video. My, <laughs> and my um, yeah, and my uh, uh, restoration spells. Nice too. So nice. just getting better and stronger, getting more HP, magic, you name it. Stamina is kind of useless to me. So, but unless I don't know what the use of stamina is, to be honest, uh -huh. except for running. Yeah. Because, like, the, my stamina will drain while I'm attacking people, but, like, it doesn't really have an effect on anything. Yeah. Those MVP. are all my updates with Skyrim. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Um, I'm only playing Yakuza right now, so that's the only thing I can talk about at this moment. And I'm playing Yakuza 2. Yeah. We're both playing Yakuza. What chapter are you on, by the way? I'm in before the... We can, before yeah, we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want you to... Yeah, yeah. I'm in the middle of five. <laughs> and I don't want to spoil anything for our audience because I really want our I'm audience to play... I'm in the middle of play. six. Yeah. And um, I really want our audience to play this game. And I don't really want to talk about too much about the game because I think it's a really, really good RPG action brawler. Um, okay. Yeah. This is not necessarily a spoiler, but... It's weird. The current chapter I'm on, I'm not in this. I'm not going to uh, deny that there will be a connection. There might be a connection to the storyline. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The current chapter that I'm on feels like a filler with the main characters. Okay, so I think I have an answer for you as to why that is. Yeah, it's because the game, as you know, the game was built from the ground up and it was remade and redone in all aspects. 
And yeah. they wanted to add things that the original game did not have and add things. Oh, so yeah. the original game didn't have 12 chapters then. Yeah, it was much shorter because disk space, obviously, the PS2 discs couldn't take all the dialogue. Since you know, these yeah. games are dialogue heavy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then they didn't have as many, as many mini games as well. Hmm. And so, you know, with the inclusion of Blu-ray and bigger discs, uh, they were able to, um, like, pack everything into these. Into oh, that's the interesting. Game. So this chapter that I'm on might actually be an add-in to the HD. It wasn't in the original. Yeah, and also, I think they kept the original script from the first game that was written by a, a different person. And so this that filler quote-unquote filler chapter you're doing is probably written by someone else and that's why it feels kind of out of place yeah not and not to say that i don't mind it i think it's actually pretty fun it's just i'm just kind of shocked that it's it's actually part of the main storyline gotcha okay okay yeah so let me know what you think when you get to chapter six will do Um, also yeah yeah so you passed a chapter where no spoilers no spoilers to anyone <laughs> no no no, no. Okay. so you passed a chapter where it introduces haruka yes little girl haruka and that dog yeah that dog oh my god that scene where oh my he catches the rock and throws it back. that was amazing you see that's what i was waiting for when i texted you that one time i was like can you tell me when you get to the scene where you meet <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. there's this hella random thing that happens yeah yeah Freaking. also it was so dramatic the way that uh kiryu saved the dog i know <laughs> and that... just steps in to be and fair grabs that rock. <laughs> yo but to be fair though that dog was getting like, the shit beat out of it and i felt really bad i, I was like why are you guys doing that to a dog like are you guys like the, was... like really shitty human beings like what the fuck it was so cute too i know i like how in the bar you could talk to it i'm like oh it's okay but yeah i know and i swear to god haruka like made us go everywhere to get some goddamn water for this i know i had to get a plate i had to go to don quixote and get a plate for 10 yen it's like can you get the paper plate like really really i have (laughs) to go all the way there can we bring the dog (laughs) i know because at this point um you're in the top uh right part of the map and then don quixote is on the bottom left and just like jesus christ i know right yeah that was pretty um that was a pretty funny part of that chapter though the introduction chapter of her her storyline gets super spicy and it's actually really like damn I, i really wonder where this is gonna go uh I, I kind of know the backstory because uh, I started you spoiled your no 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 I started watching the live action Yakuza movie. Did you know there's a live action Yakuza movie? <coughs> I I did, but I've never I haven't seen it. I I'll send you I'll send you something later. Yeah, <laughs> I know that I know that it exists and I've yeah. seen the screenshots, but I haven't actually watched it before. I I'm writing an article on the blog right now about it and okay. Right now, the movie I'm and I'm trying to coincide the movie with where I'm playing, so I'm not trying to spoil oh, okay. anything for myself. But they kind of spoil a little bit of her backstory. But I don't know everything yet. I don't know everything. So okay. yeah, the movie is pretty solid right now, and it does feel like I'm playing the game a little bit, and it makes me okay. want to play the game. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, yeah, sorry to digress. But uh, going back to the game, yeah, I I like the story so far. Honestly, like the the Yakuza games have really really solid stories. And this, they do. And I, for a lot of people, 
it's going to be like a Dynasty Warriors where, the, you know, the combat's the same. You're doing the same things. You're seeing the same people. But for me, it's kind of like a drama where I get the next episode in this drama and I get to see what happens next to these characters because I really like these characters. I love these characters. And I just oh, want, yeah. I want the best like, for them. I know. And this game is primarily cutscenes and screenshots. I'm not cutscenes and screenshots. Um, This game is primarily... Uh, cutscenes and movies and dialogue so, like and, it's yeah. extremely dialogue heavy and i love that it really does feel like an episode it is like an episode it shows like chapters yeah it's like a it's like a the next movie in the series almost yeah and what i love about it too is that the, when the first yakuza game came out in 2005 it was the only game of its kind at the time like you know it was mm-hmm. super dialogue heavy a lot of cutscenes and yeah. it, it showed like like Japan as it was at the time. Like there was no other game that showed you like a very detailed version of Japan. Like, you yeah. know, like, cause there's no Grand Theft Auto Japan. That was like the closest thing we got. So I think that's really cool how, um, the, the series survived this long and into the West. And has we- this much success. Oh yeah. And especially to a Western audience. Cause this game is geared towards a Japanese audience. And so the creator, um, uh, of the series was saying like, he was so surprised that a w- Western audiences like this game because, it's supposed to be for a Japanese audience only, but and you know Japanese people all, will only understand some of the cultures and customs that this game presents itself as. But they do their best to translate it so that we can understand it too. But since you and I have been to Japan, Elisa, I think we have a better grasp of it. That's a uh, good point to why we enjoy the story a lot. I also think, um, like what you said, it, it's this is just a really good story. It's very riveting. It's very powerful, and um, it shows, of course, Kiryu in in a light that's both like yeah you're a you're a yakuza and you know technically you're in a gang and that's bad but there's aspects of him that are human and um that are good so i like how it walks this uh fine line between him and his morals and i think that's what makes the story really exciting yeah no i i it's so cool like i yeah i don't know if you you met the fortune teller in yakuza zero did you talk to that lady um, so I haven't met the fortune teller in Yakuza Zero, but I have met the um the hand reader in Kiwami as, oh. a, as a sub story. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, because in in Yakuza Zero, you when you meet the fortune teller, she'll mm-hmm. tell you your future, like the future of of Kiryu in in future games. You know, in Yakuza really? One, Two, Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. She's like, you're gonna be taking care of nine kids, and you're gonna meet a little girl on the street with a dog. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, you're crazy. And, and I'm like, it all makes sense. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, this lady's like pulling out like like shit from her ass and just shoving it in Kiryu's mouth. But holy shit, like she's telling his future of the games. I was like, oh my I god, know. mind blown, dude. It's it's nine kids. Uh, that part I don't even know. Oh goodness but gracious! That There's sounds nine more kids in this hey, series. Hey, I'm just saying, Kiryu's a good-looking man. He could, you know, <laughs> he's got good genes. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I suppose so. I suppose so. Yeah. Um, so, um, and he's only like in his like mid 30s at this point. He's 37 in this. 37. In this yeah, for sure. So, so funny, funny side fact. I was playing this game with our mutual friend Yuri, Elisa. Mm-hmm. And she's from Osaka, and so as you know, uh, Majima's from Osaka as well. And Correct. I was playing a scene where I was about to fight Majima because you know the Majima interviewer mechanic, and he was speaking, and she's like, "What the hell? Like, 
he's not he has like a weird accent i'm like what do you mean like isn't that the kansai accent like the osaka kansai accent she's like no it's not it's it's a, it's like they hired a guy from tokyo to pretend to be someone from osaka and he's like what the heck is this i'm like oh man i'm so, like i don't even know i'm just playing the game oh. so it was really interesting to get that perspective of you know like the kind of actors they use because you know some american actors have british accents or like you know yeah have play characters that have british accents and to us it may seem like oh yeah that's what a british accent should sound like but to british people they might be like 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 what is this like why are you trying to pretend to be british whereas it's just kind of funny because like when you're playing a video game you don't really think about that stuff either but when to have a native speaker listen to like someone trying to speak their native dialect it gets to the point where you're like, oh, it puts perspective into the characters and maybe the, the the mind of the producers and developers of the game. That's really, I I honestly um, didn't think about that. In fact, it actually slipped my mind a bit that um, they would make Majima have a Kansai accent. I, I just completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually heard, I thought about it a lot because of the way he like, would say words like, uh, in Japanese, for example, Kiri would say like "nande," which means like "what." Yeah. And then uh, uh, Majima would say "nayan," which means "what," but yeah. with a Kansai accent. And I and the, the hearing the You're two right. speak, I did, no- I yeah. did notice that. Yeah. I'm, after a while, though, you know, the both of us we didn't really care because we were just playing the game and we were so enveloped in the story and trying to listen to yeah. what they were saying that it just like slipped our minds. But yeah, like he had a really thick Kansai accent in in yakuza zero and of course in yakuza kiwami but when i talked to yuri about it she's like like that's not that's not uh osaka ben at all like that's it's just fake i was like well that's kind of cool that she could determine that or decipher that yeah that is really cool speaking of majima holy crap when they say majima everywhere majima is actually everywhere (laughs) in this game oh my god oh it's so crazy um, okay. It's actually pretty, it's actually really, like, it's really hilarious to me. You know, yes. um, oh my god, there's so many random situ- like, for, for one, he was a cop. Yeah. He was like, yep. Majima, what the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> yeah. And he frisks, he would frisk you too. I'm like, what the? I know. And then I, and like, the first times I actually didn't have a weapon on me, so I didn't engage in battle. And every time I just happened to pass by him, Kiryu is just like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> like, what, what could you possibly want right now? For real. And though. I thought that was like, that's, that was freaking hilarious. And then, oh my God, the, the stupid bar. Oh, yeah. He's I like, got oh. to that part. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, the guy's like, yeah, would you go, come try the new bar? I was like, what? What the hell is this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you thought it was, so you thought it was a random sub story, right? Okay. Yeah. I was like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you turn, and then all of a sudden you ask for a drink and this fucking Majima is right in front of you and all of a sudden he's a bartender. <laughs> Like where where did you come from? But I gotta say, I missed him wearing the tuxedo like that because that's what he wore in the previous game. It's gonna get crazier. Like, have you ever done the 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 hostess hostess clubs yet? Those the, those no, like, I haven't. Games? I okay. haven't yet. I've okay. actually um, I I'm like hoping I can walk into a hostess club and it's exactly the same thing as Yakuza Zero, where I'm managing my own hostess club. I did one, and you're not managing it. You're actually Damn. a customer, and yeah, you have to pay okay. a lot of money, just like in real life. I've never been. I've never Dang. been to a hostess club in real life, but they they make you pay a lot of money, and I'm like, I dang, see. is this what it's I like mean, in real life? If you think about it, in your hostess club in Zero, 
some people will pay like over a million yen or like three yeah. million yen at a time. Which is Damn, like I around like three thousand dollars. I want to play the Hostess Club again. You that should go. You should go. That was so fun. I might play Zero after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I actually went back to Zero yesterday with my friend. We, you Isn't know, it? Uh, yeah, it's, and we played pool. <laughs> yeah. It really crossed my mind in the middle of Kiwami if I should 100% Zero. I don't know yet, though. I'm uh, we'll almost see. there, but there's a lot of stuff I have to do that's kind of challenging to get. Yeah. So So we'll see. We'll see how I feel. Yeah, yeah same here. Same. I know. Uh, what's also, your ma- go ahead, go ahead. Oh, what's up? What's up? I was gonna say, what? Well, I want you to finish your thought, and then I'll ask you uh, like another question related to uh, Kiwami. Oh, okay, everyone. Pocket Circuit Racer guys back. It's like the <laughs> best. It's the best thing ever. I straight up like when I found out he was back in the game, I almost cried. I was like, this guy's back. Like this is amazing. It was like the best discovery. All of the little things that they added from Zero are really, really cool. The only gripe I have is that they don't have OutRun and Space Harrier from Zero, like the classic Sega games. Like, you can't play those. I actually haven't been to the arcade yet. I have. So. And there's a card game you can play with this little kid, and it's basically like Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon. Oh. And I, I won't okay. spoil it. I won't spoil it, but you're going to be like, so like it, what so the fuck really am I playing? So it really is based in like the 2000s. It is, it is. And okay. when you play the game, when you play the card game, you're going to be like, what the fuck am I playing? Like, literally. You're going to be, in okay. a weird way. It's I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I want you to try it. Okay. And then I want you to text Got me, it. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> okay, sounds good. By the way, is there dancing in this game? I walked into the club, and I, and I, and I did a sub story to help a girl out at the club, but is there an actual, like, club game? No. Oh, guys, <laughs> Sega, come on! <laughs> that was what only is... in the other one because they had disco. Oh my god! You can club up. You can club here. I know. I know. Sega, I'm very disappointed right now. This is unacceptable, and you are disappointing a lot of fans right now. <laughs> I am disappointed. <laughs> yes. Um, but I was gonna ask you, like, what's your favorite um uh, mini game so far in Yakuza Kiwami? Oh, it's clearly karaoke. Karaoke has always been my favorite mini game um, in Zero, and it still is my favorite mini game in uh, Kiwami. And that, I appreciate yeah. all of the remixes of the games or of the previous songs as yeah. well as the new stuff. Because the remixes are like of the time. I was like, oh my god, this is this song sounds like it's from two thousand five. Like what? Yeah. And Bakamitai has an acoustic flair to it. Number one song in karaoke, Bakamitai. <laughs> Number one song in karaoke. Which exactly. Stan- which translates to English as I am foolish. <laughs> um uh, I, so I, what happened was I played the first song I played I went to was that was Bakamitai because I wanted to play karaoke again because I like it too it's not my favorite one my favorite is actually pool and I'll kind of talk about that later but mm-hmm. I wanted to play I wanted to do karaoke and so I did Bakamitai and I was expecting like the cutscene where he's like in the bar alone like 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 saying Bakamitai I was like oh my god I yeah. want to hear that and so when it <laughs> faded to white and showed him he's like he's like in the in the bar alone I was like oh yeah what's the picture gonna be I was like holy shit that's Pocket Circuit Fighter and Kiryu and they're like arm in arm I was like oh man that's pretty cool because it, it was like a screenshot was, from Zero <laughs> that was so f- I I don't even know 
I loved it though. Yeah, it was so great. I don't even, but it was amazing. That's all I have to say. Oh yeah, no, totally. So then <laughs> after that, I went outside and I went to Theater Square and I saw these two little kids like, oh, we should go pocket circuit racing. I'm like, oh yeah, they still have this back in the game. And so I, I went to the pocket circuit stadium and here like, yo, or whatever he said. And I, I turned, I'm like, oh my God, it's pocket circuit fighter. He's God. here. So it was a two for one punch. Like I got to see the karaoke with the old picture and then I saw him. I'm like, yo, the feels, the feels. So what? So what happened was, um, remember when I texted you that I ran into him outside of the pocket circuit racing um, stadium? And you know how you told me to go karaoke after? Yeah, yeah. So I, so I actually, um, I ended up going karaokeing after. Oh, and, wait, in real life? And, no, 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 in the game. <laughs> okay. And that's how I discovered that. And that's how I discovered the picture. And I was like, this bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, like, fucking, oh. this fucking pocket racer guy is everywhere. <laughs> I, I'm honestly, I'm hoping there's more. I really hope there's much more to do. Um, I haven't tried pocket racing yet, which I will try. And I want to, um, I'll try the Hostess Club and I'll see if I like it or not. But okay. it seems too expensive, especially how you get uh, much less money from defeating goons and thugs. So okay. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing to say about the pocket circuit racing. Remember that screenshot I sent you of Kiwi saying like, "Hey, yeah, that was awkward," and he's like smiling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that relates to the pocket circuit story. That I'm not going to tell you about, but I will did you tell you. It already? I did not finish it because there's a part that I can't beat. R- rather, oh, a person that I can't beat, and actually, that whole that whole like story is really nostalgic. Like. For people who played Zero, especially you and I, like I felt yeah. really nostalgic playing it because of certain things that happened. I won't say okay. what to you because I don't want you. To, I don't want to spoil it for you, but you're gonna smile when it happens. Aww. Yeah, you're okay. like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, just yeah. Pocket Circuit's awesome. I think pool pool's only pool's only number one because I don't feel like going out and playing pool at a bar because I have to pay a dollar fifty, and I think that's stupid. And I can just play it for free <laughs> on my PS4 by myself, sadly alone. <laughs> drinking a beer yeah. you know <laughs> um yeah. I, I laugh but i'm crying now i'm just kidding um but yeah no pool's awesome <laughs> because it feels like an actual pool and yeah and yeah and uh but my, my second favorite is probably pocket circuit racing because it's it's fun to customize your car and it's like like race mm-hmm. yeah that's it so far yeah um i want to try darts at some point oh darts are so hard Uh, i'm curious about that so i will check that out soon for sure uh that's all i have to say about yakuza right now yeah it's a once again still fun um i think my next goal is the next time we talk um well next week we're not going to talk about yakuza but the next time we we do talk about it i want i want to be close to finishing the game oh man uh okay I don't know if I'll be there yet either. Like, we oh, might okay. Have to then I'll up. take. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me where you think you're gonna be, and then that's what I'll do. <sighs> and then I'll just play cabaret club at Yakuza Zero. <laughs> oh, <so>. okay. Because <laughs> okay, yeah. I think I'll honestly, I might just get up to seven or eight because you know, because okay. ne- next weekend I'm shooting that thing, you know, and I'll oh. be I'll be busy like translating it and like okay. editing it. So I don't think I'll be able to get to it for a little while. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Yeah, you might just plan ahead of time to play the cabaret. I even say get okay. up to like seven or eight for you, Elisa. Okay. And then we could be on the same page and talk about it. 
Okay. Yeah, sorry, good. sorry, sorry that you won't be able to finish it. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's all good. The chapters yeah. are a lot shorter anyway, so it's actually a lot easier to digest and get through. Yeah. I mean, at this yeah. point, I can just find Majima and level up and be a monster by the final battle, so it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was in zero. I was so leveled up that it was like a really awesome battle at the end. Yeah, it was great. I loved yeah. it. If I could just play all bosses in Yakuza Zero, I'd totally do it again. I know they were so epic. Oh shit! Um, I guess that's uh. So this is my final note about Yakuza. Uh, to a degree, I think that the lead up of the boss battles in Zero are more epic. Yeah. Um, granted, I'm only on chapter six, so we'll see what happens. There's less boss battles where it's singly just one person you're fighting against. Yeah, yeah. Either like a big boss or a mini boss. Yeah, but cool. it's all good for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I really like the story and I like the gameplay of Kiwami right now. I'm, I, I miss the old Sega games because I grew up on a Genesis and you know, mm-hmm. just seeing, seeing Sega games is really nostalgic for me. But I did see Sonic the Hedgehog in the arcades. I was like on like posters and like oh, okay. decals. Yeah, I re- yeah, I'll check it out soon. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And also the um, <laughs> when you get um. When you earn CP and you can get those upgrades from uh uh Bob Utsunomiya. Mm-hmm. You know you know where Bob is, right? In the beginning. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. um at the bottom of the map. Yeah, yeah, at the gate. Um also I don't even know the story behind him. He's just there and he gives you free shit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, I think that's that's all I know too. And but I just wonder like why is he dressed like a clown? Like why does he have to look like that? Because weird. it adds flavor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I but the some of the upgrades are called Gotta Go Fast, and that's obviously yeah. a reference to Sonic. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um do you want to move on to news? Gaming news? Yeah. So we have some quick gaming news for you today. Um two days ago, Nintendo Direct happened. And a lot of games that I would have just never expected to be on Switch are coming out on Switch. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of yeah. blowing my it's kind of blowing my mind how they've really expanded and are including all these new games. <laughs> yeah, one of them was NBA 2K18. One of them is I think WWE 2K18 as well. Yeah. That means Nintendo's really pushing it with their hardware, which is awesome because yeah. it's about time they get not, not serious games because obviously a lot of games are serious games, but like more mainstream games that people are mainstream games, but still you can play against other people and yeah, um, and versus them in some manner. Yes, exactly. There's actually a Resident Evil game coming out on the Nintendo Switch. Is it Did you um, see that? Revelations? Yeah, I actually own that on the uh, the 3DS, and it's actually a really solid Resident Evil game. Nice. Yeah. I think they. I think I even saw that freaking. Um, if Skyrim isn't on enough platforms, Skyrim's now also coming to Switch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm groaning not because I hate Skyrim. I'm groaning because Bethesda keeps remaking and rehashing Skyrim on every console ever. It's basically Skyrim to them is Resident Evil Four to Capcom because Resident Evil Four is literally on every console since the GameCube. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. It's like why? Why do you have to keep doing this? <laughs> Uh, okay yeah yeah okay i mean it was in the trailer to be honest skyrim was in the trailer for the switch before it came out so i'm not really surprised that they it got officially announced yeah 
but still. There's a lot of fucking Skyrim to spread around. Ugh, yeah, in different versions, Legendary Edition, whatever. <laughs> like, come on. Ugh, whatever. I'm I'm gonna buy it eventually, guys. I'll buy it and play it. I'll mod it. I'll mod it so hard that it'll only be Thomas the Tank Engine dragons flying around. The one game that interested me on this list, I don't planned on I don't plan on getting a Switch actually. At oh. least like not for the next two years. Mm-hmm. I don't plan on getting a Switch. But Xenoblade Chronicles 2 interested me because I've actually never played that one. I don't even know the series. I just know that the main character Shulk. Is that correct? I think so. Because he's a he's a character in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, I um, because I read the when the first Xenoblade came out, and I think in like 2009 or something like that. I was reading the description and watching a few videos on it, and it's a JRPG that that interests me that I've always wanted to try, but it was on Wii before. Right, right, right. I just never had a chance to play it. And, of course, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is coming out on the Switch. But um, I'll probably watch some videos on it. Because it does look interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, it, looks like, it looks like a cool franchise. I've never played any of the games. But if they remaster it or like port it to uh, the Switch or whatever console I mean that I own that's Nintendo-based, I think I'll, I'll try to play it. Mm-hmm. I just remember a lot of Shulk has a lot of quotes in Super Smash Brothers on, on um the the what is it New Super Smash Brothers whatever Super Smash Brothers Wii U and uh uh and 3DS and he's like I'm really feeling it and then my cousins and I would joke around and just say that to each other like I'm really <laughs> feeling it <laughs> so that's all I remember about Shulk is that he has yellow hair he has a giant pink or purple sword and he says I'm really feeling it. <laughs> yeah, with a British accent, I'm like, all right. And he has like a like a red armor suit, right? That's right. He cool. is the main hero and then, of the uh, game. Yeah, he is. And also in the Nintendo Direct, they showed the Super Mario Odyssey trailer, another trailer. Oh yeah, I, s- I saw and that. They, yeah, and they had Mario shirtless running on the beach, and he had nipples. It was weird. They showed his. I nipples. saw that too. That was yeah. nipples. They were staring at me, his nipples. They were staring at you. <laughs> How did that make you feel? It made me feel weird, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that ever. I don't want to look at it ever again. <laughs> and no. you don't have to. <laughs> uh, thanks, Doc. Um, yes, no, but like like no you... I, <laughs> but like you, I don't think I'll buy a Switch for... Uh, another year or two, at least until they release the next version of the Switch. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I already know they're gonna make me, a like one with a bigger screen or whatever. Yeah, for me, I just don't want to spend uh, money on a new console at the moment. That's all. Yeah, it's a lot of work. That's yeah, it is a lot of work. Buying a new system is not really in my budget right now. I'm kind of happy with what I have. Same. Um, do you want to talk about Okami? HD? Yeah. So, Okami HD is coming out in, I think, December. And I'm going... I don't think I'm going to get it immediately, but I will get it at some point and replay Okami. And I suggest if you've never played Okami before, to definitely play it, especially... Um, if you're into like an incredibly stylized game, it's a watercolor based game and it's about, um, Amaterasu, the, um, the fox god. 
or wolf god wolf god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's already beautiful as it is on playstation 2 and i like i just know it's gonna be even more amazing in its hd remake so if you have to if you want if you've been wanting to play it for some time wait for this december one to come out is it gonna be 1080p 60 frames per second i don't know I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. Okay, just wondering because it seems like yeah. a lot of games that are remade or redone for PS4 have like upped the frame rate, which is mm. good. Like like the Yakuza Zero and Yakuza Kiwami have uh, extremely fast frame rates. Well, sixty frames is like it's not that fast, but it's like the standard, yeah. I guess now. Which kind of is interesting because uh, Yakuza Kiwami Two is going to be remade in the Dragon Engine, which is the which is the same engine they're using to make with six. But it doesn't have 60 frames per second because they they had to uh, put so much more detail in it. So at the cost at the cost of using more having more detail, they had to reduce their frame rate. I see. Which is which is fine by me, but it's just going to be interesting to have Yakuza Kiwami one, you know, like 60 frames per second, 1080p, and then Yakuza Kiwami two, 1080p, 30 frames per second. But ah, whatever. It's fine. I'll still play it. It's, I don't have really have a big preference on frame rate. I just it's it's an interesting like topic when it comes to like remakes, remasters. I'm seeing this HD re-release article, and it's going to be in 4K and widescreen. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah. How much is the game gonna run for? Do you know? Oh man, everyone, this is why you need to buy the game. It's only gonna be twenty dollars. I mean, it is gonna be so worth it for twenty dollars, and the game is like longer than 20 hours <laughs> i mean so. honestly that's a really good deal and that's why I like... it is a it is an incredible good deal yeah and that's why i'm I... like super advocating this <laughs> yeah no that's how i felt about kiwami when i realized it was only 30 dollars i was yeah. really advocating it like yeah the story isn't as long as zeros but there's still a lot of content in the game that you you will get more than 30 hours out of i want to say you'll get at least like 40 hours from this game and you'll get a gorgeous like absolutely gorgeous game and a really wonderful story too if that's what you like in video games mm. i haven't played it actually i played it at a best buy does that count no no oh. jeremy oh damn okay well i want to i want to play it for real then not at a best buy <laughs> <laughs> i'll buy it for 20 dollars and i'll play no it It does not count at best buy dang well shoot (laughs) well shoot i played halo at comp usa i think i talked about this before does that count that i played halo probably not (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm just being mean right now (laughs) Uh, it's okay it's okay i can taste the vinegar Yeah. <laughs> it's not salt. It's not salt. <laughs> it's the opposite of salt. <laughs> exactly. It's sour ish. Um Yeah. So I think we could touch on a more sensitive topic that we kind of both agreed to talk about. Oh yeah. Um I just want to preface this before and say that uh we should try our best not to give our personal opinions on what the matter should be more of a let's play devil's advocate and talk about both sides on a uh, professional level if anything all right i'm totally down for that yeah you can introduce us to the topic um so on september 10th 2017 that would be last sunday do you know the time i do not know the time (laughs) i do not know the time i was i was surprised you know the date (laughs) i i i just remember because the news came out 
that Monday, and I was like, what happened the day before? Because I don't really follow. Oh, okay. So uh, PewDiePie, the biggest YouTuber in the entire world. Which, by world. the way, I didn't know he was the biggest YouTuber in the world. Oh, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I knew he was popular. Yeah, and I yeah. knew he was a popular uh, live streamer. I just never knew he was that popular. Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. He has 57 million subscribers, over like a billion views on YouTube. Um, yeah. And uh, as you know, or if you may or may not know, uh, when you reach a certain subscriber count on YouTube, YouTube will send you a plaque um, with your you, with your um, your channel name and like a gold, silver, or bronze. I think like that's actually kind of cool. It's a it's called a play button. It's the YouTube logo, yeah. but like in like a gold, silver, bronze uh, uh, color. Um, Got it. In a glass case, which is kind of cool too, that you can hang on your wall. Um, PewDiePie has the only one, I think it's a platinum or ruby version of that, and it's the only one in existence because they had to create it specifically for him because he reached 50 million subscribers. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. So, so he has that. Um, anyways, I digress. So PewDiePie on Sunday was live streaming a game called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which is basically H1's, H1, think H1Z1 meets Battle Royale meets Daisy. So Daisy and H1Z1 and the War Z are all like very similar games, survival horror games. Um, okay. but they uh for H for H1Z1 they included this mode called Battle Royale and it's exactly that. The it's based on the Japanese movie Battle Royale where you get dropped into a location like an island or something and you're forced to kill the other players. And so this game called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is exactly that. You're dropped into an island with 100 players and you have to kill each other. Until the last man standing. Um, uh, so, so PewDiePie was playing this game, and he was with his friends, and you could do team team battles where you a team has to like you get with like three other people, and then you have to like battle other teams. It's still a hundred players on the map. Um, so PewDiePie was playing this game, and he uttered some very derogatory words, specifically the N word. On yes. live, live on Twitch, in front of like seven million people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when he did that, this caused a big uproar in the gaming community, specifically with a developer um, called Campo Santo. That's the name of the studio. They're actually based in San Francisco, and they made the game Firewatch. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, the CEO of this company, I forget his name, Sean something, he tweeted out that he thought PewDiePie was a child, and he thought that children like him should not be making money from these games, and this started this whole, like, discussion as to whether, you know, is it okay for, for these gamers to be streaming these games and talking about, saying whatever they want about it, or, no, well, not saying whatever they want, like, using pro, like, like foul yeah. language when playing oh, these games. Oh, you know what? Now that I have the context that um, the that company is based in San Francisco, um, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's there are some some touch points I want to like kind of highlight, which are PewDiePie um, is not from the U.S. Of course, mm-hmm. he he very well knows that this word has a lot of meaning behind it. And he shouldn't have said that in the first place. And I, I, and it's, it sounds like it wasn't the first time he said it either. Like it, he said it very, like naturally, and he said it with a hard R at the end. He didn't say it with the A at the end. He said it with the hard R, and that's the one oh. that has a lot of like, like meaning to it, and and that it goes back hundreds of years, you know, to a time when yes. our country was not as developed as it is now. 
Yes. Um, so I just want to point that out that he's not from the U.S. I'm not. I'm not taking a side. I'm just giving a point where I'm just giving a point to say that he he was well he was well aware of the con- he was well aware of the consequences. Mm-hmm. But he still said it anyways. I mean, the counter argument to that is like, yeah, he was playing a game. He was, he was in an, he was in an intense firefight with another player, and when you're when you're playing a game, you don't really think about what you're saying, and you just blurt out words, you know, stuff that comes to your mind. Like when I play a game, I was like, oh, fuck, fuck, shit. Ah, oh, I just play and I say whatever. Like I'll say some stupid shit sometimes, and uh usually no one's around, thankfully. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. There's that too. There's there's that in the fire. Um what do you think about that so far, Elisa? All right. There's actually a few points that I want to touch on this. And I guess I'll start off with this one. Um first one being that um not directly related with PewDiePie but just um online multiplaying in general. There's a there's a very good reason why I don't go online a lot mm-hmm. when I play games. And I think that the crowd that um and not uh, not to generalize everyone because of course obviously not everyone is like this but a lot of people though who play online are pretty offensive yeah <laughs> and whether or not whether or not they say like actual derogatory words or whether or not they're like cursing your mom to die or like really like crazy things i'm just kind of like oh Oh god, I'm going to stick to my single campaign because this is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, this is um um this is like a culture that's kind of been created with online multiplaying where because you're anonymous, so to speak, and because you're not directly next to that person, you can say whatever the hell you want. And yeah. it's been perpetuated like that not just in gaming, but in general, like that's just the feeling of the internet. You have anonymity that protects you, mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, I mean, you look at these like twelve-year-olds playing Call of Duty, or like, or even playing. I think the most toxic community would probably be, in my personal experience, would probably be League of Legends. Like, oh people, god, people on there could be extremely mean to each other. Like yes, even for doing I the, agree. the stupidest I things. I absolutely agree with that. It's like, why the fuck are you doing jungle? Like, you should be down mid. Like, why are you doing that? It's like. Yo, like, ugh, just communicate with each other. Like, why do you have to be mean about it? Just be nice. And like, yeah. I, like you said, they can they can say that without remorse because they don't know who you are and you don't know who they are. So you could say whatever you want to them, and if they get butt hurt, like, it's, you may never ever see them again. Exactly. And, and that's just the type of culture that the internet has created. Henceforth, what online gaming has created. Yeah, it's a byproduct of both. Yes. And it sucks because um, you know there will, there are nice people on the internet. There are, but yes, they're they're 100%. too few. And I've far. actually met like, for example, I don't know why. So sorry to digress, but yeah. Grand Theft Auto Online has <laughs> some really awesome people. Like oh. of all the of all the games that I've ever played online, that one in particular, like wow, all of you people are kind of cool. Like I'm surprised that. <laughs> That a game like Grand Theft Auto isn't like creating much more meaner people, but oh. it's it, yeah, like well, it's a, it's like re- like there are like a lot of people who don't do that online. Well, do you are you talking about PS4 online or PC online? Um, but well, technically, when for, I for for Grand Theft Auto online specifically, 
PlayStation. Okay, because in my experience, I've met a lot of hackers. I've met a lot of mean people because they could do whatever they want on PC since it's easily oh, moddable. I so I've I've yeah. actually seen the other side of that coin. On PS4, That's I understand that it's 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 a little bit laxer, and because people can't mod yeah. it and people can't hack into it because it's it's a console game. For the PC version of the game, people like hack it and like there are like empty servers where there's just one guy, and I and I enter into the server and he like immediately kills me with an explosion in my safe house. That like, makes like how that makes <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I know that a lot of people like to hack PC games and online games on purpose just to get other people in trouble and banned as well yeah it happens it happens so like they'll, like they'll shove like 10 million dollars into your account and you're like okay i have a lot of money now and then the then the, you'll it'll say that you, you've been banned because you have too much money yeah. in your account for uh, like a, for an undisclosed reason like you suddenly had this amount of money in your account how did you do that or whatever you know yeah so yeah yeah i i see more of the negative side since i play primarily pc games but since i've gotten to yeah the console, since i don't play primarily for sure I I guess console is like a different horse then because I obviously there are a lot of games where you do experience like the much more um, louder offensive people but there's actually like a lot of games in my experience on console where I'm like oh you're not that bad <laughs> nice well I'm glad you had a positive experience yeah um, I guess I just pick and choose now because I'm like oh god I'm not I'm not dealing with this kid is how I feel yeah half the yeah. time. And it's why I play um, with friends majority of the time. Yeah, I, I I feel the same way. I think it's more fun playing with friends since you guys can all communicate with each other. Um, you I already agree. know you know who they are in person, and if someone screws you over, you know it's a joke and it's not something that's you know yeah like like a hate crime I guess in a video game. Yeah, exactly. Um, going back to the topic of the the PewDiePie issue, um, uh, I want to talk about the developer Campo Santo that. Um, pulled the they they basically what they did with the PewDiePie was they they pulled a DMC takedown on all of his Firewatch videos, um because they they felt as though you know him using this profane language was was not good enough and like you said they're a San Francisco based company, we work yes. in San Francisco we live in the Bay Area it is a very diverse area yeah and th- a lot of people are sensitive to these topics and have very strong opinions on them um, yes it's a very left city a very blue city if you will um, definitely. So I want to talk about two things about the developer that I I think there are two arguments to this and they're both very valid. The first is that a lot of people feel as though Campo Santos is being childish and that they shouldn't they shouldn't have taken down the DMCA videos because uh the reason why Fire Firewatch is so successful is because YouTubers like PewDiePie are the ones that are promoting the game through their channels. They're playing the game on their channel. You see that game, and it makes you want to play it too. You want to have your own experience in a way after seeing another, like a really famous YouTuber, play this game, and it makes you, yeah, it makes you want to buy the game and play it and experience it yourself. And there's because no, like there's one thing watching something, but there's another thing actually playing it with your own two hands. Um, and the and the counter argument to that is yes, they did they did. They should have done. They well, not should have. They they did a good job in in taking down the videos because uh, what PewDiePie did was wrong. Like he should, he really shouldn't have said those words. And he he knew he was he was saying a bad word. He and when he said it, like immediately after, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." But really, you piece of shit or whatever. He said something along those lines, and yeah, I mean, I, there are people that believe that Camposanto did do the right thing and take down yeah. the videos. So I mean, so, honestly, go ahead, go ahead. Um, oh, finish your thought. Honestly, like, there are two sides to the argument. Both are very yeah. valid and have a lot of strong evidence. 
Yeah. Um, I want to hear what you wanted to say. So I'm just going to say it's absolutely normal for a company to pull their um, endorsements from any type of celebrity or anything if they did something and they feel like that incident will affect the product and brand because they are promoting it. And I think from that business standpoint, that makes a lot of sense because yes, although PewDiePie was streaming, he has a lot of viewers, he got a lot of people interested, um, like... I guess the the one incident that like that first comes to mind right now is um if you remember Ryan Lochte from the Olympics last year he had an incident where he faked he faked being um robbed at a convenience store in Rio and he played off this story about how um you know how bad it was how affected he was and it turns out he lied about the entire incident and and in mm. fact, it turned out that he vandalized that. the he vandalized the store. If you do something controversial and it causes the media to question you, then I mean, there and I can't say much because of I don't know what's on the contract, but there has to be something in the contract that says you know at at the discretion of the company you can be pulled at any point if you mess something up yeah yeah and there's a lot of going back to the PewDiePie thing and kind of relating it and tying it all together there's um there it, it is perfectly legal if Campo Santo pulled their game from like pulled the videos from uh PewDiePie's like his backlog because it, it's it's you know it it's uh it's their property like they can they can honestly say and do whatever they want with it, but on the flip side of that, on their website, they say yes, you can stream and you can stream this game and make money from it. We highly encourage you to do that. And so it's like, which which side will you stand on with in, in this issue? You know, because mm-hmm. honestly, it'll determine the future of of streaming and the future of video games. Yeah, as a whole. So, oh, I get what you mean. So they're so they're saying on their website you can stream however you want. Yeah, they what... say you can stream it and make money from it. Okay, got it. Which which um, I don't know, I don't know if he probably streamed it, but he did make videos of it, and so that was okay by Campo Santo's standards. But then okay. they're they're pulling the games now because they're saying that he, you know, he he they don't agree with his his uh his mindset. I guess. I see. Yeah. And this isn't, to be fair, also, this isn't the first time PewDiePie has done this. PewDiePie used to uh, partner, he used to network with um, Maker Studios, and Maker's owned by Disney. And so what happened was, I think it was... Oh, early, I heard about this one. Yeah, yeah. like, he, he had people hold up a sign that said, like, death to Jews or something, like, something very anti-Semitic. And, uh. and Disney saw this and pulled him from their lineup and was like, now nah, you, you're out of here. So now he does, he's not yeah. part of a, he's not part of a network right now. Um, he's a free agent technically, but he's mm-hmm. still making a lot of money. I think in regards to that, in um, regards to that, um, actually, I think that covers a different topic. Yeah, no, it's a whole different issue. I'm just, yeah. I just wanted to point out that this isn't the first time that PewDiePie has been in the spotlight. Like, yeah, he's like the most watched youtuber in the entire world like obviously there's yeah. a spotlight on him like 24 7 almost yeah and if it was any other streamer or youtuber that said that like no one would care but because you pewdiepie has like everything almost riding on his shoulders mm-hmm. what his, this the decisions he makes are gonna affect the future 
definitely. And I guess that's a um I always say I always say this but if you choose to be a if you're a celebrity it, you chose to be a celebrity to an extent meaning that you kind of accept the risks and you accept what would happen if you do something wrong and I I'll take the I'll go on this end that if you're a public figure who's the most popular public figure on YouTube there is an extent to you have to choose carefully what you say. Yes, exactly, exactly. And like obviously um we see in the US how that like it affects a lot of celebrities. Like a lot of celebrities will say some dumb shit and mm. they're blasted almost immediately for it. Yeah. So, so uh, to me, I mean that's kind of the risks you you expect that as like a u.s person but then it, but like you said in the beginning he's swedish right yeah and he was streaming from sweden yeah so i think that whatever happens he should so there's actually two sides of this now you're either upheld to the standard of a swedish celebrity and what that means for him and so he shouldn't be like he shouldn't get that much flack but then you can also take the side that because you broadcast on youtube you are a global celebrity which means that you have to consider all entities yeah and again your decisions will affect the world and the future of media new media specifically so you know watch what you say yeah that's all that's all i wanted to touch on i I just wanted to address this topic since it's very relevant to us and especially since we do this little podcast and we we voice our thoughts and opinions and i just wanted to put a very neutral perspective into the whole thing i'm gonna end this with another perspective and kind of see and i guess maybe challenge some people and viewers so i guess i'll preface this as i come from a very like a very diverse like community like a very diverse state like california is like a melting plot of melting pot of a lot of different cultures and it's because of that that i learned about the history of like some words i've learned about the background of some things and i know a lot of context more than say a lot of other people um from different states who would not necessarily get this because they're not as liberal yeah and i guess what i have to say is um Part of the argument was that he accidentally said the word and what the side and that not only did he accidentally say the word, but a lot of people will just say the word and other derogatory terms. So what I'll say is that for me, like that word never comes to mind as something I would say just because of the way that I was raised as well as other derogatory terms that a lot of people use in gaming like that like i feel like there's not really like a i accidentally said this because to be honest i actually think it's it depending and this goes back to like your background and what you grew up with but i find it um really easy to not say those words yeah and um 
going off of the fact that he is a, a Swedish celebrity. Yes, he is a Swedish celebrity. So there is a, a standard to be upheld by his own country. But there is an acceptance that when you go global that you should follow too. So I guess the way that I'll send, the way that I will end um, my stance on it is um, really it's all just about um, education and just kind of mm-hmm. like learning about other cultures and like the world likes to have witch hunts mm-hmm. and there's to an extent sometimes the witch hunting is successful and it does garner attention and all of these different things but witch hunting does not necessarily solve the problem and solve the core issue so i'm always a fan of if you don't understand something then you know there should just be a conversation about it and you should google and do all of these things if if someone tells you that they're offended by something then you shouldn't have to ask them oh i don't understand why you're offended by this like because you will not know that person's background or their context exactly so so really um yes pewdiepie like he did say some he did say the n-word and sure it happens a lot in gaming but i guess it's just because i'm like from my background i can say this but i think we just need to have like more constructive discussions really yeah no i agree and to kind of add to that um do you want to finish or, or or did you finish um nope that's it okay. that's all i really have to say uh, to add to that um honestly just pick a different word dude like you have i'm sure there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of bad words you could say in your mind just nothing racially specific like can you just say something like shit or fuck or something you know like why do you have to say that word yeah. like i don't know why that word came to his Definitely. mind when he was playing but I, I agree with all your points Elisa. but another just something i want to add on honestly is just pick a different word if you if you yeah, know you're going to really. be live streamed, in your mind mentally prepare and just say I'm going to say these words and cuss them out out loud. And oh, like, I totally either in a, in a, totally in a funny like that. if you're a comedian, then sure say it in a funny way. And if you really get frustrated, like just say the f word. Like how how bad could that be? Like yeah. the worst case scenario is like some kid's mom is going to like hear it while you're watching it and be like, oh, what are you watching? Don't 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 watch that guy. <laughs> but if you say the n word and that kid happens to be African American, then wow, you're. Ooh, that's a little bit worse, you know. Then the mom will be yeah, really I, mad. I com- yeah, I complete like I a hundred percent agree, and that's like why I made that point about how it's like not difficult at all for me to not say those words. I just choose like you know like just different words come to mind. Like yeah. I don't have a pressing need to say the n word or the derogatory worm f- or de- derogatory word for gay people or for yeah, people yeah. with physical disability like straight up like those are just not the words that come to mind at all um to kind of end this in a way um alisa what are your top three favorite um curse words to say when you're playing a video game i'll i'll, um, I'll, I'll start with mine i'll start with mine <laughs> okay (laughs) mine are stupid though so one of the one of one of my favorite the number one uh phrase i say the most is like fuck me i just say that i say that all the time (laughs) the the second one is probably like just slap my ass (laughs) this is the other one slap my ass yeah i told you it's gonna get it's weird it's really weird (laughs) uh and then the uh um third one i say the most this because there's quite a few The, the third one i say the most is like um 
Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should say it out loud because it's kind of gross. <laughs> oh God! I don't want. I don't know if I want to say it out loud. I'll just say two for now because the third one's actually kind of nasty. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, um, I think my well, I always like I always say fuck and shit okay. as just like words of endearment. <laughs> Yeah. When yeah. Yeah. This, um, when this fucking guy is attacking me and I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. But um, the like in terms of unique curse words, I'll use fuck nugget. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then I'll also I'll also use douche nugget. I don't know why, but I attach like things to the word nugget. Who hey, knows why? You know, nugget time every time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could go for some nuggets. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah okay and those aren't that bad yeah it like it's really not that bad like because i feel like cursing already is is taking this is already taking the necessary step up yeah. i i feel no need to add any derogatory wor- word after that and i'm just like fuck nugget yeah, yeah except obviously not in a calm voice like i just did right now <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, I just imagine you playing Dark Souls and then you die and you're like, oh, fuck Nugget. It's <laughs> just like super oh. nonchalantly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, so that, that's all I have to say about that topic. Same here. Um, I think one thing that Jeremy and I like to promote in general is just like the community just talking about video games that we love and obviously like there's like some frustrating things like with boss battles and like different stuff that happens in a game but Mm -hmm. you know if like we're just encouraging like really fun like really fun talk about things we like to do and play so that's really what we're like that's really what we're promoting here yeah and we want you guys to you know get into the discussion as well and maybe voice your opinion and voice your thoughts to us and we can uh uh, discuss that on the podcast. Yes, definitely. Speaking of that, we have a question slash comment slash question comment this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have one question today, and it's a really long question. And I love and it. I love it, honestly. Yes, and it was sent anonymously, but we just have to say, whoever sent this, like... Thank you. Yeah. Like, super thanks. Honestly, thank you. Like, we really yes. like reading... Again, we really like reading questions and comments. And we... I My favorite are the long ones because it really gives us time to think and gives us something to think about and, and to answer. Um, so, thank yes. you. Again, thank you. Yes, definitely. All right, Jeremy, go for it. Okay. So, Anonymous says, I discovered this website and podcast and listened to every single episode in six days while doing homework. I love the chemistry between you two, and listening to how the podcast improves throughout the weeks is incredible. I hope you two keep it up. While a lot of video game podcasts only focus on the news or are centered around one game, this is diverse and a great listen. I have a few questions as a new fan, some specific to both of you, and one random question for the both of you to answer. I can't wait to listen to more. For Jeremy, number one, have you ever played Mountain Blade Warband? That one is my favorite of all of them, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Number two, as a 2D platformer, why do you think this recent Sonic Mania has been popular in 2017? For Elisa, number one, for any Persona game you've played, which character did you choose for the protagonist to date? Number two, 
Do you feel any different as a female gamer? Do you feel that there are more expectations on you? And finally, a random question. It sounds like you two have careers, but when in college did you guys play this many games? I'm currently a sophomore and struggling to balance my studying and personal life. Any suggestions for fitting game time between everything? Sorry for the long response, but I wanted to ask some questions. Sincerely, a new fan of the podcast. Okay, I just want to say, Alisa said this to me like the night before, and I was really smiling when I read this entire thing because <laughs> I have to say, first of all, you watched every, you listened to every single episode in six days while doing homework. Like, wow, I had to. Thank you very much. I know that's crazy. Yo, like, well, thank you very much because. Grand- uh, you, like they listened to all 19 episodes like holy crap or however many Which at the time pretty, so that's pretty so that's pretty awesome on yeah. top of that um each of our podcasts on average i think go to like 45 minutes yeah yeah that's right and so wow so <laughs> six days you had a lot of time i know um and yes thank you so much for your comment yeah thank you um and they also said a lovely chemistry between you two and uh, they like how we improve uh, across like throughout the weeks. And yeah, thank you for uh, uh, commenting on our chemistry. It's yeah, we I think we have good chemistry too. I uh, we we really like we're. It's kind of funny. We, uh, we it's because we're Aquarius. Yeah, that's why. we're both we're both born in the same month in this in the same <laughs> week in the same year. So she's like three yes. days older than me. Literally three days older than me. And I, I think that's kind of crazy too. Um, Yes. But yeah, I think that's why we have good it's chemistry. It's not because we're co-workers. It's because no, it's we're is clearly. <laughs> and we're friends. We're also friends, Alisa. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're Facebook friends, which stop. means no, that we're no. best friends, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, let Facebook dictate everything. <laughs> clearly. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I hope you two keep it up. Thank you very much. We are doing our best. And honestly, I don't really see an ending for the podcast. Like, this is so much fun doing this. Yeah, this is like, this is, this has been a lot of fun. I remember the first pod, like, I slightly remember the first time we recorded the podcast. And it was really difficult for me to speak because I'd never talk in that um, type of manner where it would be publicly broadcasted. So it made me really nervous. And. I've yeah. definitely become more comfortable and like I know that you Jeremy like you like you talk a lot more um in your like field but it was like yeah. really difficult for me at first and yeah 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 um, I got used to it and especially it just makes it easy when you talk about things you love so Oh yeah no totally and and plus the way I think about it is you and I are just having a conversation um yeah obviously exactly. we have to watch what we say regarding some topics but for the most part you and i yeah. they're just talking to each other and that's nice too definitely uh, and it's, it's not like a gameplay video where you're talking to yourself and you know there's no one there yeah. you're literally talking to the camera exactly so that's why i like this podcast where i get to literally talk to another human being about things that we both love and that's what's great about yes just this podcast in general um, of course. Another part of their comment was, while a lot of video game podcasts only focus on the news or are centered around one game, this is a diverse and great listen. So thank you very much. Yeah, we we try to keep it um, diverse, definitely. Uh, we I know. like to voice our opinions. Of course. Yeah. Um, I know for me in general, like you can kind of tell the type of games that I like to play or I, I would rather choose to play uh, and with Jeremy as well. Mm-hmm. But... Um, 
let's uh, but i will say we're definitely not limited like i'm always willing to try new things and you know of course jeremy like you i feel like your um gaming interests are a little bit more diverse than mine are uh, or especially because uh and i think it's because you play pc games that there there's just like a lot of things available to you yeah, and and I think it's also good that we we play different games because I'm not a really it's, really yeah, big agreed. JRPG fan. I'm actually more into shooters, uh, or I, I like say used to be, and yeah. I really like playing shooters. And uh, from your experience, you don't really like playing like a lot of shooters. Where uh, I actually played quite a few shooters. Mm-hmm. And next week I'll kind of talk yeah. about that with our special guest. But for now, yes, um, yeah, like I like how diverse we are with both of the games that we play and we can definitely talk about them and i definitely learn new things by listening to you talk about persona and jrpgs and listening to gyrus talk about music and video games and just like both of you guys talking yes. about whatever so yeah um hundred percent and uh, i really like learning about your insight on like different things like you'll know a lot of like in fact you'll know a lot more about like the companies as well which i think is really cool oh thank you yeah it's what yeah. i'd like to dive into a rabbit hole and just like read about a bunch of stuff yeah. like you know one link leading one link leads to the next link and they just keep like bridging together definitely um, yeah so maybe we can answer your questions now um yeah um you can go first jeremy <laughs> sure so the first question for me was, have you ever played Mountain Blade Warband? Yes, I own that game. I've sunk 300 or so hours into it. But I, oh, shit. But I, okay. but, <laughs> but, but I will preface this by saying I did not play the vanilla version of the game. I played a mod for the game. Uh, it's a reskin of the game. It's called Gekokujo, and it's a... Uh, a feudal Japan mod for for the game, so it reskins the entire game to be set in uh, the Sengoku. You told me period. about this before. Yes, yes, I did. And you totally it, told me about this before. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, just quickly about the mod, what uh, you're either you either start your own clan or you join up with a clan. And uh, what I did was I I made my own clan and I defeated all of the warlords around me, including some very famous ones like Tokugawa, and I I killed him and I took his land, and so now I'm trying to slowly take over Japan. I haven't played it in uh, recent months because I've been busy um, yeah. playing other games, and I bought a PS4, and so that kind of like divided. I had to divide my time between PC games and PS4 games. But yes, to answer your question on the first part, I have played Mountain Blade Warband. I love the game. I haven't played multiplayer on Mountain Blade Warband since my brother and I play with Fire and Sword multiplayer, and it's a lot more fun since the more people are active in that multiplayer aspect of that game. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they also said that that is one of their favorite games of all of all of the Mountain Blade series. Right now, uh, I think it's just Mountain Blade Warband. There's also Napoleonic Wars, which is uh, a DLC uh, addition to uh, Warband, which takes place obviously in the Napoleonic era. Um, uh, yeah, so right now with Fire and Sword is the one I'm playing for just multiplayer, but I did sink like a couple hundred hours into Gekokujo, the mod for Warband, and Warband is awesome. I agree with you. I think it's probably my favorite single-player uh, Mountain Blade game. Um, oh, nice. Uh, to answer your second question, as a 2D platformer, why do you think this recent Sonic Mania has been popular in 2017? Um, as a Sonic fan, I can tell you that a lot of the 3D Sonic games sucked. They sucked ass. Like, they had <laughs> they had a brief stint. Honestly, Sonic Unleashed was about Sonic becoming a werewolf and, like, there were segments where it was really, really fast, and that was awesome. But then there were segments where yeah. Sonic would like turn to a werewolf, and it turned to like a, a beat 'em up brawl action RPG. It's like, what is happening? Why did Sega Team like suddenly decide that this would be a good idea? Like, it doesn't make any sense. 
Um, Sonic Boom, obviously, Rise of Lyric, or whatever it's called, that game sucked. Um, uh, Sonic Colors, I heard it was okay, I didn't play it, no. Um, and honestly, people just want to have the nostalgic feels again. And, uh, 2D platformers are really big right now, like with Shovel Knight, uh, Castlevania, oh, yeah. You know, all these retro-looking 2D platformers are really, really big. And when Sonic Mania was announced, it was um, uh, it's it was like a callback to previous Sonic games. And honestly, it it's it ties in to the very end of Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic Three, Sonic and Knuckles is uh where the game uh uh picks up from where Sonic Mania picks up from and it continues that story. Yeah. And th- there's actually a really, really deep and good story about Sonic Mania. There's a lot of details that. Uh, we're not able to be present in previous Sonic games that are present in this game, like just like background details, like the music, um, like little mm-hmm. little nods and Easter eggs to previous Sonic games are present in Sonic Mania. Um, the mechanics of Sonic Mania are uh, taken from those of previous Sonic games, even from the uh, 3D games. Like he does like this dash spin where he jumps in the air and dashes forward, which is something that was taken from Sonic Adventure. And I think that's really cool that they put it into a 2D game. Um, uh, the the guys who made Sonic Mania actually were were making Sonic fan games, and they made like a, a an unofficial remake of Sonic Two, which called Sonic Two HD. And yeah. uh, this the studio is called uh, Pagoda West. That's one of the studios that produced Sonic Mania, and they're composed they're comprised of like all these fanboys of Sonic. They all worked on Sonic fan games, and they got noticed by Sega, and Sega commissioned them to make Sonic Mania. And so I think that's really cool that fans can eventually. If they have enough passion and dedication, they can eventually go on to making something that they really love, like in a legal and um, uh, long form capacity. And I think that's really cool that Sega Team allowed Sonic Team allowed uh, these fans to make Sonic Mania. And so, honestly, for all those reasons, to sum it up, Sonic Mania is popular because it's an amalgamation of nostalgic Sonic feels, um, modern tight gameplay, and just overall. Uh, look and feel of the game and honestly i think that at twenty dollars sonic mania is really affordable and you're not missing out yeah a lot of people are kind of starting to realize that wow being charged over forty dollars or fifty dollars for a game is ridiculous if the game is short (laughs) cough cough yeah uncharted cough 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 uncharted (laughs) and um i do know like just from like reading stuff that sonic mania is relatively short and it's twenty dollars and if you hundred percent the game it is also about like 20 hours into uh of gameplay so i mean i think that's definitely worth it and yeah something like it's affordable for people and that really matters and you can play it on pc you can play it on xbox one you can play it on ps4 you can play it on switch eventually i think so it's it's available almost everywhere to be honest and they made it so that you have no excuse not to play it and i (laughs) I really think that's awesome i i really can't wait to play the game i'm gonna play it on ps4 i just i right now i'm just tied up with yakuza and once i finish yakuza kiwami i'm gonna move on to sonic mania and then I yes. can maybe give you a more uh, in-depth answer to this anonymous submitter, um, anonymous listener. I, I can hopefully <laughs> tell you more about this once I start playing it. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay. So for Elisa, number one, for any Persona okay. game you've played, which character did you choose for the protagonist to date? Okay. Um, for anyone who just wants some context on that, uh, when you play your year in Persona... 
there's a lot of female characters and you're um, that that your character's friends with as well as when you have a uh, side missions and uh, confidants. So when you have your social links, you can actually choose someone to be your girlfriend. You can choose two people. You can choose all of them. Like, I'm not fucking kidding. Like, you can actually <laughs> choose a lot a lot of people today. Very nice. But I, I went the monogamous route um, for both of the games that I played. And um, so for... Um, so I tend to... When it comes to choosing a bae... <laughs> I, <laughs> B-A-E, by the way. B-A-E. B-A-E. Yeah, when yeah, I yeah. Choose, Exactly. When I choose a bay, I typically choose the one who I feel like is most like myself because <laughs> I okay. don't know. That's just like what I go for. Yeah. Um. So in Persona Four, um, I wanted. So I ended up going with Yukiko. I wanted to choose Chie, um, because I think Chie really is the most like myself. But the only reason that I didn't choose chie is because i low-key thought that she was way better with it with yosuke than with my character you <laughs> and like um just like some context like um chie is like a like a sporty character mm-hmm, and very mm-hmm. like super like a super go-getter type person is and she then, like is uh, she really bubbly um no uh, bubbly is not the right word because there's another character who's more bubbly called Rise and she's like a pop star. Like Chie is definitely talkative, but not in a bubbly way, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then um, I did choose uh, Yukiko, who's uh, a lot more quieter and like more organized and cares about her family and like cares about the inn that there that her um, family runs and all of that. Um, but there's like a so your side characters um your guy side character friends will never get with people but like there are there's like some hints that should clearly show that they like someone and it seemed like yosuke really liked chie so that's why i just actually just never chose chie because like man i think those two would actually be cute together in my canon world <laughs> in, so, in your head canon <laughs> in my head canon yeah, so i'm yeah. actually not going to I'm going to be the bro and not choose her. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, Persona 5 was a lot easier. It was like, it was Makoto all the way. Like, there was no other character, to be completely honest. Like, Makoto is like total bae. <laughs> I just think of the blind and, girl from um, Yakuza 0. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I swear to God, this year, there's so many people named Makoto, like, in <laughs> Terrace House, in yes, uh, Yakuza, yes. in Persona. Like holy yes. crap! There's like all like this name is really popular right now. <laughs> do you do you know anyone in real life with that name? Just curious. No, I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't either. Okay, just just sidebar. Okay, continue. <laughs> Be our friend if your name's Makoto. <laughs> <laughs> so we can say so they can say so I can look at you and say Makimura Makoto, and then look at you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just kidding, but yeah. <laughs> Except not really clearly. <laughs> but um, JK. <laughs> jk jk sort of <laughs> anyways yeah, yeah, yeah. um it was like a really obvious choice for me in persona 5 um and makoto is like the class president and she's like very inquisitive and kind of like um although she has like a like she starts off with a cold demeanor because she is class president and she's affected by a lot of the um, crimes that are happening. But deep down inside, like, she really cares about, like, the people around her. So, like, it mm. w- like 
yeah i really like i actually really liked her character a lot out of all of the um main characters she does sound like a bay like dang <laughs> yeah she is total bay oh yeah <laughs> like marriage material right Oh, this is clearly <laughs> this is clearly the girl in persona that you're probably gonna marry. Sounds like you know, right. if, if like if shit like that happened in real life. Yeah. I'll tell you the choices of people that you can marry in persona. You can marry your homeroom teacher who ends up having a side job as a maid. What the hell? And I'm talking about like I'm talking about like those um like those like service maids that you hang out that you can also pay to hang out with you wait wait how old are you in the game i mean it, no. oh i'm a high schooler <laughs> what? yes what? no wait, wait. i i know oh no, no i know jeremy believe me i know this is this really is a weird. legitimate this is a legitimate um social link you can have a relationship with your teacher and your teacher is a male or female She's female. Okay. Yes. Okay. You can have a relationship with a fortune teller. You can have <laughs> a relationship with a news reporter. <laughs> you can have a relationship with a crooked doctor who sells <laughs> drugs on the side. Oh my goodness. Like, I can't like and then there's also your classmates. But still, like do you have quite a choice of people to choose from? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, compared to uh, compared to Persona Four, where your choices were a lot more on the normal side, <laughs> this one is like this one's like hardcore. Like you could date whatever the fuck you want. There's actually just... this really fun. You could, um, there's actually this. Um, so I'm sorry, I'm I'm digressing. I'll go to the next question. No worries. There's no a worries. really really funny um side like side in Persona where it's Valentine's Day. And you can choose who you want to hang out with. So, of oh. course, if you just if you just chose, if you only chose one girlfriend at the end of everything, you'll just hang out with that girlfriend and everything's fine. But there is legit like a secret cutscene you can unlock if you decided to date every single, and I mean it, like every single person in your confidant list. And they all find out that you had girlfriends. What? And there's like an actual cutscene if you unlock that. What? It's actually pretty fucking hilarious. It's on YouTube. <laughs> That's crazy. I, it's I also, pretty funny. I want to. I want to make a comment about the choices that you get to the people you get to date. I just imagine like the developers of the game were just sitting in a boardroom one day, like writing the game, like the story of the game, and they're like, <laughs> "What if you dated this yeah. person? Like, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. What about that person? Yeah, <laughs> why not? You know, why not? So the whole game is no, like, it's like, it's like, why not? Like the dating it, premise is like, why not? <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's like. Why not date your teacher who's also a maid? <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, like all right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. The possibilities are endless. Yeah, the sky's the limit, right, everyone? I exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, Yukiko and uh, and Makoto. So you chose both of them, or you chose one of them? Oh, sorry, sorry. Persona 4 is Yukiko and Persona okay. 5 is Makoto. Okay, okay, okay. But then but then a special nod to Chie. She's also legit. <laughs> Whoever these people are, I'll find yes. out eventually, but awesome. Whoever these people... <laughs> you will find out eventually. Yeah, I haven't played the game yet. So the next... So. Oh, yeah. Whenever you play it, you'll get it. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I want to make a com. I want to. I want to read you the next question, but I also want to make a comment on the next question after I read it real quick before you answer. It. Sure, go for it. So number go two for, for Lisa is: Do you feel any different as a female gamer? Do you feel there are more expectations on you? I want to say that this is a very loaded question, but I love it, and I think Elisa will give a really good answer. So take it away. Oh my god, I hope I give a really good answer. <laughs> I kind of like. I feel like this is a topic that can go on for a while, but I will try to give a very short answer. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, so growing up, I really did feel really different as a gamer because. Like, especially when gaming didn't blow up like it is right now, where it's easily accessible and you can watch a walkthrough by anyone, you can watch a live stream, you can do all of these things. When gaming was just kind of like in your own thing and you had PlayStation mags and Nintendo mags and you only had your console and your friend brought your console over during like a middle school party, like, you know, that type of culture. When that happened, it was really weird for um, people to like find out that i was a gamer and it kind of like a oh really you play games like the tone of voice was not necessarily like oh you play games it was like a oh like as if that was in growing up it was never an outright like oh that's fucking weird why are you playing games it was like a oh that's an interesting fact like you know it was like treated like that um yeah so the weird so for me as a female gamer in high school and growing up it was like a little bit it was um it was very different because um my ex was also a gamer as well as growing up like my cousin like one of my closest guy cousins he also um he also uh whatchamacallit like introduced me to a lot of games he introduced me to the playstation for the first time i had like people around me that treated it as if it was like a oh whatever you're a gamer yeah we'll flat so we'll move forward to now and there are like female gamers out there who are like out there and they're super public and it's awesome that they blog and they write about it like um on ign there's a um there's a gamer um alana pierce on ign and i really like listening to her commentary and there's also a podcast out there called what's good games and it's all people all female gamers who host that podcast um what's nice is it's opened up a platform for female gamers to just kind of like be out there and say their thing because the thing is not only are there other female gamers who will, who will watch it, but there's also just like male gamers and just everyone who are interested in hearing what their opinions are. Yeah. I, I so that being... Yeah. So, oh, real quick. So that being said, that is a much more positive take on how it feels to be a female gamer. So I'll acknowledge the other side before you talk. There are a lot of people who are very discriminatory towards female gamers and who... um. Nah, I'll say like they look down on you and they kind of like you have to be held at like a higher standard to kind of play with them. Mm. And on top of that, obviously, like and it kind of like kind of going back to what I talked about before, depending on your background, where you grew up, like how you grew up, you may not you may not view females to like do this type of stuff so it really is like an oddity to you and you think that's not right 
as a male, I think it's obviously on the flip side of that. I, I'm not discriminatory against anyone in gaming. I think gaming should be oh, for definitely. everyone. Um, yeah. I just want to give a quick shout out to um, Ashley Jenkins and Mika Burton from Rooster Teeth, the No, because they're female gamers. <laughs> they're female gamers, and they're honestly they're very inspiring because they all they they not only report on gaming news from yeah. from Rooster Teeth, but they also talk about video games a lot, and they they play video games like live streaming and stuff like that. And I think it's really awesome, and I think we need more female gamers in the spotlight when it comes to new media. Nothing in games is gender specific at all. Yeah. And this is this might be going way too deep, but um like games have like really helped people out in such positive ways. Yes. And it helped me out in an incredible like it helped me out in a very positive way. It helped kind of like formulate who I am today. And yeah, I'm a female and it doesn't really matter. So there is nothing like I games are very gender gender neutral. Like there's no one is telling you not to play this game and female gamers are out there and they are very very awesome yeah no i i agree i'm talking to one right now <laughs> oh, oh. Well, thanks germs uh you're welcome elisa um yeah I, and then to kind of like add to this in a way uh discrimination towards anyone playing video games used to be a really big thing back in back when i was growing up like even as a, as a male like people would discriminate. Doesn't matter what gen you were. Like, oh, like, oh, you play video games? Like, someone asked me that one time in middle school. Like, what are you gonna do when you get home? Like, I'm gonna go play like some Sega Genesis or whatever. And they're yeah. like, they're like, oh, like you play video games? Like, that's oh, okay. And I was like, um, like, why is that weird? Like, but, yeah, and, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they kind of. I feel like they look down on me. And now I like how it's gotten to the point where video games are cool now. Like, like how anime is cool now. Like we talked about in the anime podcast. Like oh, anime yeah. and video games used to be like seen as like the nerdy thing but now it's cool because like everyone can watch there's like something for everyone basically everyone can play it everyone can watch I it totally agree going um i don't want to like this is like a completely different topic but just yeah. like access internet globalization it makes so it helps people understand why this stuff is cool to us and why we continue doing it yeah uh team internet uh team internet yeah all that stuff <laughs> yes um so for the final question uh it sounds like you guys have careers but when in college did you guys uh play this many games i'm currently a sophomore and they're struggling to balance um their studying and personal life and they're asking do they have any suggestions for fitting game time between everything so so for me i will admit i played the least amount of games when i was in college and i did have my ps3 with me homework really does suck like studying takes up a lot of time of course these are all important things to graduate so definitely don't don't stop doing your homework just to play games yeah but the important thing is um balance school life and this is how i like solved it so for one um i just made sure that at some point in my life i was taking a break Whatever that means to you, whether it's playing a game for 30 minutes, playing a game for three hours on the weekend, um, like eating, like, you know, doing whatever you have you just take a break because it's not healthy to study all the time and it's not healthy to dedicate your life to school. Yeah, um, yeah no matter what your major is. Yes, no matter what your major is. Um, next, for me, how I played games when I was in college is I played games that had shorter storylines. So, oh. um yeah 
And I like I love single campaign games. I like actually going through um, going through um, like a story and learning about different things and the narrative. So what I did in college was that was the first time I played Uncharted and I played Grand Theft Auto 5. And those games like their storylines really are like only 15 to 20 hours. What also what also helps and obviously it might be easier for you if you decide to go this route is you are on commute to school. You are doing a lot of different things. You're on the go. Sometimes you have to stay on campus for your classes and it kind of makes no sense for you to go to school like or go back home for like that hour. Um, So mobile gaming portables like the switch or like the PSP like are very useful because um. One of the games that I played on my portable was Crisis Core when I was in college. And that's when I played Persona 4 for the first time on portable. And that's my answer. Cool. Uh, I like that answer. Um, I had a kind of similar way of doing that um, with a few tweaks. So I had a planner, like a physical planner. And I'd Mm. plan out when all my classes were. And if I had time between classes to go back home and maybe like relax or rest, I would maybe squeeze in some game time there but um i tried to prioritize it and i think that's the, the best part is like making time for everything and like planning it out in your planner and making sure that you dedicate at least one hour to homework or however much you need for homework yeah and then on the weekdays too like if you want to plan the weekdays at least prioritize uh your schedule so when you come what time do you come home like or uh what time are you going to eat what time do, are you going to f- expect it to start and finish homework how much homework do you have is it really necessary to play a game that day? Like, can you put it off until the weekend? So there, I kind of switched between two different styles where I would limit myself on the on the weekdays. I either play like one hour or two, um, and of a game and like and just like cut it so that I only played games that I could easily save at any point and then go come back to makes it later. sense. Or, or um, I would not play any games at all in the week and only play on the weekends when I had mm. more time. And if I didn't. If I didn't, if I was uh, too busy, then I I wouldn't play games. If I had plans, then obviously I, I oh, yeah. squeeze that time in. And hence, going back to the planner, um, there are also times when my friends and I would get together on weekends, and we would like schedule this in advance and plan out to have like a land party. And this is like when my love for PC gaming like came into play, where uh, we would play. For example, there are two instances where on two different weekends we played this custom map in Left 4 Dead 2, which was of Silent Hill, and we had to find all these keys and like items to open doors. We played that map for seven hours, and we didn't realize it. And because we didn't play in the week, we kind of like, it was okay for us to play like on, on the weekend, uh, at least for me. And there was another instance where we played Age of Empires, and we were playing against like really, really hard bots. And we yeah. wanted to see how far we would get. And so games like that lasted five hours, because oh, we would man. run away, yeah, and we would like run away from the from the bots and like hide in a corner with our and rebuild our entire empires. Um, but yeah, so we, we we would plan it out. We would strategize it. Like my friends and I would we want to play like long sessions. And to add on to Elisa's points, yeah, I also did the 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 scheduling, and I also would limit myself when playing a game. Um, and did would it make sense to play a game during the week, or does it make more sense to play on the yeah. weekend when you have more time? And honestly, it's all about prioritizing what is uh, important in your life. Like, is there uh, is there a final coming up? Obviously, you should be studying for the final instead of trying to squeeze thirty minutes into playing a game. Yes, you need a break, and maybe thirty minutes is uh, the only peace of mind you'll get when you're playing a video game. 
but um yeah prioritize your schedule make sure that you have your shit together um, yes make sure there's no big tests or exams coming up where <laughs> playing a game doesn't make any sense yeah um and if you're gonna play a game during that time like during a stressful time play it uh uh Play like Stardew Valley, play Harvest Moon, play Animal Crossing, play a lifestyle game that'll de-stress you. The Sims. Sim, yeah, Sims. I don't know. Sims, <laughs> Sims can be stressful too. They're, oh yeah, you know, that shit is like yeah. a, depending on how you play The Sims. It yeah, can be one of the most stressful things. You ever, can, you can so. micromanage it and just be like, oh no. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, or like even Minecraft. Like a single player Minecraft is pretty relaxing, creative mode yeah. where like nothing attacks you. You could just literally like like. When uh, I was stressed out in college, I would play single player Minecraft and I would rebuild my my hometown house from when I grew up as a kid, and I would rebuild that in Minecraft. And it was just really relaxing because I got to like like try to remember what it looked like um, since I was so far away from home and I didn't really go home on the week- <laughs> weekends or weekdays uh, when I was in college. So yeah, yeah. Just my my comment to sum it all up is to prioritize and I, and. And since you're, since you're still a sophomore, you're still learning, you know, and that's, that's oh, yeah. going to, in time, you will, you will, you will learn how to prioritize all, all your schedule and well, when to squeeze in some, some games. And I hope you play some really good games <laughs> as a college student. Yes, definitely. I have, you know, when you were talking about your friends, this is my final, like, this is my final um, suggestion for playing games. So, if you don't have friends who play video games, there um, I would actually suggest like looking at your club list at your college because there is a good chance that you might there might be like tens of like lots of video game clubs like yeah directly about video like just generalizing video games or specific to a video game like where I went there was a club specifically for Smash. And they actually hosted tournaments on the weekends. And, and even if you go to the club, you don't necessarily have to play. Like if it's a tournament and you're, you know you're not going to yeah. be good at that video game, you don't have to play. You can just sit there and watch and mingle and make exactly. new friends. And then maybe you'll all find exactly. out that you all love a game collectively and play that together. Yeah, and maybe yep. hit up hit up some arcades there too. If, if in your area, if there's some arcades, like like an on-campus oh, yeah. arcade, like like take some friends and play some games there. I mean, honestly, the best video game experiences I've ever had in college were with other people. Yeah, especially because like it's very common to have an arcade like with the bowling with a bowling alley or like yes. a pool billiards area in college. Like, just go for it. Yeah, and and I wanted to add, um, if there's no arcade and you do have your consoles with you, or any if you have adequate an inadequate amount of controllers have like a, a party at your house for like video games you know like have like a game party or something that'll be fun land party yeah yeah or like play <laughs> or like play a mario party drinking game those are fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's all i have to say and i unless hope unless you're a sophomore who's 20 years old then no, yeah we don't do know how old do you that. are yeah don't do that don't, we're not trying to promote then, like, underage drinking then do not do that <laughs> yes yes please don't, yes. We're, we're not yeah we're not trying to promote that at all um yeah yeah i hope we answered your question yes good luck in college and just for anyone out there um just don't make college your life yeah it, i mean obviously it is your life but there's just so many aspects that you have to balance out exactly as a general statement yeah 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 totally totally and um yeah that's all i have to say about that for now happy 20th anniversary of the podcast <laughs> 
Yeah, that's actually <laughs> Happy true. Happy twentieth episode. Two two hours yeah, we, for twenty for twenty episodes. Yeah. Two hours for twenty episodes. Thank you for following us throughout since February, actually. Yeah, thank you for following us since February. We uh, yeah, we I just realized we started the first week of February because the second um the second episode was our birthdays. So that's that right. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, wow, it's crazy to think that we've had twenty episodes so far. Uh, I know, and we've talked, we've covered a lot of shit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there we're not going to run out of ideas because we don't have to have a specific agenda most of the time. We could just talk about whatever, and I think that's fun too. Definitely, (laughs) isn't that what podcasts are? You just talk about whatever. (laughs) Talk about whatever you want. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, and and um. Jeremy and I, on top of talking about video games, we do um, plan on having a lot more podcasts and uh, podcasts that include like, like non-related, ones. yeah, one-offs that do not talk about video games, just to living some things up. And yeah. um, a lot of people, you may not want to listen to us talk about video games. You might actually be interested in like what movies we're watching. So. Yeah, leave us a comment or question. Honestly, like we want to hear what you guys think, and if you guys have suggestion for us in the future to talk about something, we'll definitely try to cover it. And yeah, let us know. All right, you, again, you can find us on iTunes now, which is super awesome. Thanks, Elisa, for hooking us up with that. Yes. And we can find us on uh, Podbean, SoundCloud, <coughs> um, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, make sure you go to triangle-c.blog. Click on Downtime Podcast at the top and follow our links there. Tell your friends yes. about us. Tell your friends about us, about our little podcast. All right. Thank you for listening to the 20th episode of the Downtime Podcast. My name is Jeremy. My name is Elisa. And thank you for listening. Good night. Have a good night. Good night. <laughs>